Blog Talk Radio.
Pastor Deborah says she can minister by text, phone, Skype, in person, and however the Lord directs her 24-7. She teaches that humans have three parts, being of spirit, soul, and the physical body, and believes that all three are important and that each area needs care. We look forward to Pastor Deborah being an active member of the NASCA family for a long time. Okay, and that's my introduction. Hello, Pastor Deborah. Welcome. Hello. This is me. I turned Hello, it over everybody. to you. Oh, I forgot to introduce myself. I'm Annie Margis, sorry. And this is Pastor Deborah. Go ahead. All right, Miss Annie. I'd like to welcome everybody, as she did, to this uh, June the 27th, 2023 broadcast show here on Blog Talk Radio with NASCA. And um, I don't know if there's any callers or not, but I am had been a licensed mental health counselor and now a global spiritual teacher, master teacher, pastor, shepherd, spiritual mother. And so I can talk from both the mental health counseling of how that helps people to heal from sexual abuse, some of the training, some of the national issues, international issues. And I can talk from a spiritual, pastoral, maybe religious uh, way of healing and what both sides look at. So I'm kind of a unique individual that I've had uh, all of that experience and uh, had, had been helping people the Lord's way as you call it, spiritual, uh, for many, many years, probably more than I had with mental health counseling. And so I'm here to answer any questions or talk about any topics that somebody might call in with or have to ask me some questions about. And uh, we don't Annie, have is there any anybody? Callers. Yeah, we don't have any callers on the line yet. Um, I'll give out the phone number again. That's 646. Five nine five two one one eight. So yeah, no okay. callers yet. All right. What I like to usually talk about is always healing, and because by the time we are adults, typically not always, the child abuse abuse has already ended. We'll say the wounds are there, the destructive uh, behavior and development is there. An adult now is living out of those seeds and those memories and thoughts in their adult life. Typically what happens during a child's having abuse, sexual or any kind of others, is there is a lot of disassociation. Uh, Some people describe that as disassociating just from their feelings, creating individuals, personalities, uh, becoming other things. Uh, anything that would sort of help them escape from what was going on. In the mental health world, that is known as a defense mechanism uh, for the biological brain because the trauma and the fear and the chemicals that are going off during that is just too much for the mind to survive without, say, having causing a heart attack and dying of fright. So the brain... Uh, has a wonderful capability of creating images and thoughts. And so as they think maybe they become 
a dog or something else, they become a, a boy or they become older, they do a lot of different things, and then that creation goes through the abuse. And you can see that in a lot of movies with Three Faces of Eve and Sybil. You could talk to one part of the personality in a, both childhood and adult. And the, your master's level mental health counselors usually do not get that training. And you, you don't really hear about it. And it, if it shows up, it's usually referred to a psychiatrist and then uh, to maybe a Ph.D., and there are a lot of neuropsychological testing. They will do a lot of medical testing to make sure you don't have brain tumors or cancer or something like that or your uh, all your different uh, chemicals in your body and your hormones, if everything's okay. And um, so I was dealing with a lot of that. Uh, I was exposed to that in my mental health areas. Not most mental health counselors are, but what happens is when you seek counseling, you want to, you need to be aware of that a lot of times one part of you is going to get help with a counselor, but not all parts of you. And uh, so that's one area of mental health counseling that if you're going to seek mental health counseling, you need to explore, be open to. And then, of course, there's always the depression that comes and uh, the anxiety, which is fear, it comes. Eating disorders come. Uh, sexual problems come and things like that. So a lot of times recovery, healing, okay, can take uh, many years, can take a lot of different techniques and forms from a counselor. Some use hypnosis, aromatherapy, some use imagery, uh some just talk therapy. That's where they just talk about whatever comes up and they flow and um, that kind of thing. And then uh, a lot of people do want to have, we'll say, a religious or spiritual therapist. There's not too many of them. They are now um, some certifications to be a Christian counselor or something else that has, we'll call it, you both have the license in your state to be a mental health counselor or a licensed professional counselor. You've got a lot of medical experience and you have the spirituality part that you can talk from both sides. So healing is real important to people who come to NASCA. Child abuse is always going to be happening. There's always going to be children. It's always going to be happening too. Uh, the courts have known about it for many years. It's always there. The prosecutors everything like that. And a lot of people such as Pastor Deborah and counselors, we are receivers. We do not usually, but it does happen. We're not the perpetrators uh, that did this to the child. But we have to receive them and we have to start helping them. And a lot of that is not taught even in graduate level master's level school and a lot of the books that you read to take your state test, those are more theories uh, from maybe different uh, counseling individuals. One was B.S. Skinner. He believed in behavioral therapy, which means uh, we're going to help you to learn new ways of thinking through pain or pleasure. 
and you because you are more of an animal and they did a lot of animal research then there was carl rogers who believed in just sitting there and letting you talk and express yourself we used to have to study freud he had a lot of wonderful ideas he did get disproven but a lot of people don't realize that freud was uh i think he was jewish and he was working with women who were having sexual issues and uh he was exploring and so freud was around for a long long time trying to figure this out but i did a wonderful um video for nasca's i think their uh blog uh they have a blog post or something and it was um about the history of treating mental illness they used to uh, cut little holes at the top of the brain called trepanning and they believed that bad fumes would get out they used to treat it by uh, bloodletting because they believed there was bad blood and fumes that you had to let out and they used to do a lot of horrible things to people in mental institutions because they believed that was what would happen uh there was exorcism which the catholic church calls but that only happened after they did mental health uh, work biologic make sure you don't have brain uh, tumor and that still goes on it's not talked about i got most of my spiritual experience early on with the cult satanism witchcraft i uh, jumped right in with the supernatural spiritual stuff learned how to do deliverance which is equal slash exorcism and i saw some things if you had seen them you would think we need to go put you in a straitjacket but i learned that uh a lot of things and people need healing and there is a mental healing an emotional healing uh, a lot of people say our biological body retains the memories and it does because in the brain it is stored in neurons chemical electrical things uh if you study the brain a great book to understand how the biological brain works in biology it's called the three pound universe excellent book and you start learning about neurons and chemicals electrical and uh, how electricity how it works in the brain it's very important to understand that not a lot is taught about feelings emotions and thoughts to masters level people but what they realize is that people who come to counseling for whatever sexual abuse domestic violence drug and alcohol they in the counseling world we call it you have some stinking thinking you're not thinking correctly you're not thinking normally what his society says is norms and how society defines what normal is it does change and what you had to learn is that a mental health counselor licensed professional counselor was a part of the medical community we were very close to a psychiatrist medications psychiatric hospitals uh psychiatric inpatients uh the world health organizations we were members of the our respective um professional associations both at the national and the state level and uh we were trained to realize that people have there's something wrong with their thinking and they can't control their emotions 
and they they don't know how to label some things, um, you know. And so you have to also study a, a, a lot of that if you're going to be a therapist, a healer, in helping people. And uh, a lot of people, when they go into helping people, they maybe take psychology, social work, mental health counseling, and they get a lot of the, the group therapy and child development and you take classes where a psychiatrist might be teaching you about the the deep in-depth psychiatric disorders, the medications, and that kind of thing. Very intense. And so when you are a receiver, which means you are to provide healing in, in any form, some of it's life, uh, what are they called, life coaches now, um, a pastor, you have to be knowledgeable. And um, so I have been walking in both worlds. I don't walk in the mental health world anymore. But I have to be able to talk and understand. Um, I've been working with a precious young man, uh, even on the, that comments on videos on the YouTube channel that I have, The Hidden Kingdoms. And he asks a lot about circumcision. And I talk spiritual and he's talking physical and he wants asking questions and he's dealing with issues and he asks a lot of questions and I refer him to a lot of things. He's trying to find what he, the answers he's looking for and I have to be, you know, I do ministry even on social media. You can do it on LinkedIn, you can do it on Facebook, you can do it, you know, emails, uh, you can do it on Zoom. And so when you're trying to help people uh, who have childhood abuse, you've got to be pretty flexible in how you do it now because people are global and they're doing it on the Internet, by phone. Some people do it text. And uh, some people, you know, do it in Zoom, teleministry, so to speak. Do we have anybody that's on the line, Annie? We don't yet. Uh, no, but that's I'll okay. give the number again. If you're interested okay. in calling and asking a question or making a comment, please do. The number is 646-595-2118. And I will be the guy that answers the phone and greets you. So please feel comfortable to call and be a part of our discussion. Back right. to you, Pastor. Okay. One of the things um, that a person who's been, had child abuse, they do need to be doing some looking into their therapist to see what kind of training they have. They can ask the therapist what their specialty is. And um, sometimes you might be in therapy for a long time. There's other avenues to do it. Some people don't do that. Some people just go to group, peer-to-peer. I think, Anna, you told me. You went to peer-to-peer support groups. Nothing wrong with that. Yes. Yes. And usually there's other things, alcohol, maybe food addictions, uh, shopping addictions, um, lottery, like you pay in the lottery or bingo, uh, trying to satisfy, find some peace. So things can be manifesting, but but the, the foundation of it is your child abuse that you don't even remember. So a well-trained therapist, uh, you need to ask them questions and get in therapy. 
And I kind of live from the fact that I was always to help people. So I have to stay ready, even if I get a comment, you know, from a video or get a phone call. I had a phone call, I guess, a couple of weeks ago from a lady who got me off of Google about community help, and she was in Albany, Georgia. Uh, she's living in the project. She was high on drugs. She thought I'd be able to give her some money, but that wasn't the purpose. The purpose is she wanted to have some prayer, be spiritually adopted, have a deliverance prayer prayed. And in, in the realm of the spirit, there were a lot of other people on the phone line, and I was used to that. So there were people reaching out to hear if there was a love for them and was there hope. So every phone conversation you have, every time you go to Walmart or you go shopping or you're on your Facebook pages or your statements or your post on LinkedIn or whatever you use, everything should give encouragement that there's hope for healing and there's love out there and you have a future and keep on going on the, you know, walking towards that. Don't stop and just give up, that kind of thing. So Danspa is real good about, you know, helping people to get basic information, lots of articles. I think they have their blog posts, which I made videos of. Uh, they have a lot of guest speakers and they have a lot of knowledge that can help people. And so when you've been abused sexually or physically or whatever, you do need to seek help. And even if it's like what Annie did, appear to peer, that's okay. And you might need that and maybe a, a support group somewhere else or just a friend that you can call. And there's a lot of good videos and movies and educational videos that come on YouTube that are free, a lot of life coaches, a lot of uh, different ways, you know, and sometimes you need to uh, get your health in order. you got to eat right and you got to exercise and you got to sleep better. And you've got to get other things in your life disciplined and in order. And you have to have a well-trained um, therapist because how it works in when the abuse is occurring, the mind is so wonderful, it will help save and defend itself from the abuse by creating, we'll say, other personalities. Then, as throughout the years, this works all the time. And when you watch the true story, like Three Faces of Eve, uh, with Joanne Woodward, you'll see that as a small child, she had to kiss her dead grandmother. Well, it wasn't sexual abuse, but it was abuse. And her little childhood mind, I don't know, she was three, four, couldn't handle it. Even though her parents didn't mean to hurt her, she split. And um, Eve Black came up and was a rowdy one. And the other one was very tired. But neither one of them were able to uh, hold the body, the thoughts, couldn't really take care of a child, and couldn't be married to the man that they were. And as healing came and a man stepped into her life, 
who loved her, knew about her problem. The healing started happening, and a new personality came up named Jane. The other two died, so to speak, passed on. They weren't needed anymore. So when you understand that as a therapist, that that happens to children, and they live their whole lives um, like this, and it was a case of these psychiatrists, they'd heard about this, but they had never seen uh, one in real life with multiple personalities. It's now called Disassociative Identity Disorder. It is on the spectrum in the mental health world of post-traumatic stress. And it can be, you know, you can have a lot of issues. So you get tested for that. Now, in spiritual work as a pastor, I have to know that that's already there. And I might be talking to many different parts of you um, if I had you in a counseling session. And one part might bring you to the office while the other parts ain't going to talk. And then the one somebody might show up who didn't get abused. And most pastors, you know, it shocked me the first time that I saw this and uh, in a young girl because you're not prepared for it. And um, But then you learn real quick. And um, so it's a healing is possible. It is something that each person needs to strive to go after every day and uh, read books, watch videos. Uh, there's many different ways to do it. I think Bill would tell you, hey, whatever works for you works. And um, so I think he did a lot with AA and stuff. And so what happens is in healing, that should be the goal of everybody who's been abused or is helping somebody who has been abused. And healing is, a, a lot of people say it's a journey. It's a long road. It might be layer by layer, little uh, person by person. The mental health world at the PhD level, they believe if every part that you have recognizes and acknowledges and remembers the abuse, then the whole system has all knowledge of it. It's called being called integration. And now they're happy. Everybody knows about it. And it's not a closed secret anymore, locked behind the door. And um going to go seek healing from a mental health world. They do need to ask the therapist some questions about their training what they believe and, you know, that a lot of therapists themselves have been abused and had no therapy. If you're an older adult and you're going to see a young person, they may not be married, they may have been divorced, may have kids, may not have kids, and they don't have the life experiences that you do. And they may not have the knowledge, they may not have volunteered. Uh, I did a lot in the community. I, I worked with the guardian ad litems for two years for abused kids. That was the eyes and ears of a judge. I volunteered with hospice. I worked uh, with aftercare. I worked on crisis, rape, rape crisis helplines. Uh, I was worked as a pastor in a hospital in emergency rooms. So I was around where the receiving stations are. People come to the emergency trying to commit suicide pumping their stomach out, and I'm standing right there next to the nurses and the doctors and the psychiatrists and the help crisis lines. 
and the peer-to-peer groups and uh, the private practice therapy and the, did a lot of testing and uh, got started with inpatient drug and alcohol with the adolescent. And most therapists don't have that. And they haven't had that all those experiences to add to their knowledge of helping somebody get healed. And if you not had those and they're kind of limited and uh but they they have you need to talk to them about their beliefs about healing and if you don't remember a lot of times uh, they'll just see that you're depressed and they'll treat your depression but they'll never get to the other part are there any callers on the line miss annie not yet pastor deborah i'll give the number again though Hey, everybody out there, give us a call and and join the conversation. Our phone number here at Scan Radio is 646-595-2118. Do you want to make a comment or say anything, Ms. Anna? Oh, gee, do I want to make... No. (laughs) Not at this time, thank you. Okay. Healing is something that... uh, Vasca is is always trying to help people find answers, what happened. And probably one of the things is they don't understand why it happened, What, what who are these kind of people, and why would they do this to children. And um, the therapists really, you know, they don't get that. When you're learning at a master's level, you don't get that deep into that. And there's really not a lot of classes in healing. You know, it's more about how do we get you to talk and sort of expose what happened. And, um, you know, it, they, and sort of controlling your biochemistry, like depression, you know, they know there's a balance up. And uh, if you have fear, we can give you some medication, that, and it controls the hormones, uh, all the that are being released, and you know that kind of thing, which keeps you the heart from beating fast. So healing is real important, and it's it's like I said at the master's level, you get more about. I had classes in child development, counseling theories. Psychiatric disorders, um, group therapy, I'm trying to think about it. it was so long ago. And uh, you're a medical person, and you, you have to think in a medical framework because when you file your insurance paperwork, who's going to pay you, it's all by numbers. And you send in that you diagnose this person on the DSM axis. Uh, and they all have numbers. So you're really a medical person who's diagnosing based on what the patient has told you, and you provide treatment. Where in pastoring, spirituality, uh, uh, it's good if you know that, because some of that is there. But in my case, I have to understand the spiritual part, the supernatural part. What is going on that's unseen? And um, what's the culture? 
a lot of religious cultures, it is okay to do this to children, and it's okay to marry them, and, and the religious leaders prove of all of this. And um, in uh, a lot of times, young girls as young as six or eight will get married, and a legal marriage to an older man, not a teenage boy. They don't have any rights yet. And the man is told, don't come in from the front, come in from the back until puberty happens. So some abuse is religiously sanctioned. And we know from the Catholic Church, and I think lately the Southern Baptist, a lot of uh, youth pastors, you know, they're around young girls all the time. 